Hey, welcome back to the Go Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Gabriel Ogin, and I have with me a very interesting, again, you know, I only have interesting people on my show. <laughs> very interesting, very experienced, very um, just the things you've done in your in your life recently um, due to, um, I would say, detours in life. Elysia Bus, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Of course. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk. First of all, I, I really like what you do for people. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Give us a brief, you know, story on how you ended up where you are in the, with, you know, in the recent years. Oh, to keep it short. Well, let's see here. I'm originally from Washington State. And I was on tour for four and a half months promoting the two global men's summits that I created because I'm an advocate for equal rights and men's rights, as well as being an inspirational speaker and empowerment coach with and without horses. And um, I came to Charlottesville, Virginia after traveling across the country three times back and forth all by myself in October of 2020. So yeah. the wild, wild west seemed like at that point, but hey, traffic was great. So that was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm currently um, doing some rebranding for the Playful Pivot. So I help people find joy during times of transition. And I'm really just doing my best to try and empower at least a billion people on the planet before I die. You know, small that's, number. That's a pretty good goal. Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and based on what you were telling me, and I was looking at your Instagram a little bit, which is very interesting. Uh, what is your Instagram? So people can find you. my Instagram is at Elysia bus. So for anybody, if you're listening, instead of just watching and see my name, it's E L Y S I A B U S S. Okay. Elysia bus on Instagram, ask Elysia bus. And I was looking and you, I saw horses and you, you mentioned, um, coaching with horses or without horses. Tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about how that works. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people struggle with emotional regulation and nonverbal communication. I think a lot of anxiety comes from people these days because we're just stuck in our phones, right? Or behind computers. Mm -hmm. and it makes yeah. it more difficult to be able to read people's nonverbal cues, right? And their energy. And if you can't predict a person's behavior from those things, it makes you're like, what's going to happen next, which increases anxiety if you don't have that strong foundation and good intuition. Yeah. Horses work primarily off of nonverbal communication with one another and the energy. And so that's why you have like a lead horse and they pay attention like the sentinel. And then that energy in the communication nonverbally just ripples through the group, which mm. is why horses are always on alert. Now, as a person, when I'm facilitating with the horses, we do just groundwork and I work with the horses at liberty, meaning that we don't have anything connecting us to them like a rope, right? And it's all on the ground. And so people really need to come into their center to stay safe and pay attention to how their energy and nonverbal communication is impacting the horse, the sentient being in front of them. Yeah. Now, what's great about that is that the feedback the horse gives them is really pure. Oftentimes when we talk to people, we feel like there's a natural kind of wall that is there. We're like, oh, are they going to judge us? What are they going to think? <laughs> talk to us, etc. Yeah. But with the animals, it's pure and people are able to receive that more readily for what it is. And so you can get to their, like the core of what they're struggling with and mm -hmm. have them get to the next piece of it, which is healing a lot faster when you're not having to break through that wall. That wall. Wow. You know, I rode a horse once. He kicked me off. What does that mean? 
Well, um, I, I wasn't there. There's lots of different things. The saddle <laughs> could have been too tight in creating pain points in the horse's back. Yeah. Um, you could have sensed that you were afraid and they're like, well, what am I, am I supposed to be afraid of something like reading that you're cutting off? Like there's so many different reasons, or maybe it was just buddy sour and was just like, you know, I just don't really feel like being ridden today. And I just want to go back to the barn. Yeah. Probably smacking him on the butt didn't help either. Yeah. No, no. He's probably like, you're done. Get yeah. off. My friend, said, my friend, it was my friend's horse. And he said, all right, if you want to go faster, just hit him on the butt with this thing. And I said, okay, whack. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what happened. I think you hit him and he was just like, that's not cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, wow. No, that does make sense. Everything you're saying about their reaction. And so that's interesting. And you can find more of that. And we want to, I want everybody to know, we're going to do a follow-up episode because Elysia has so much knowledge and experience and just interesting methods and strategies. I want to get into it. So today we're just going to kind of cover a few parts of it um, because I think you're the right person to do it because of your moving around. You mentioned uh, the transition that we yeah. go through, you know, whether it's moving across country, moving, um, maybe going from one relationship to being single, to being in another relationship or whatever. Tell us a little bit about how you help people with that part of life. Mm, yeah, they, so I have moved, I think 25 times since I was 18 and I am now 42. So, and I've lived in six different states and driven, gosh, I didn't even know how many thousands of miles across the country. I've gone like nine times, it's been every state in the US other than Alaska and Hawaii. But in regards to transition, so much of it is really having a grounded understanding of who you are as a person and that faith in yourself and your capability to resiliently move through struggles and the unknown. A lot of people struggle with change, um, which is why they get sucked during times of transition. There's so many aspects to be fearful of. You're like, how am I going to make new friends? And I miss my family. And what's this new job going to be like? And what's the apartment or house going to be like? And what are my neighbors? And, you know, all these different things, like what's traffic going to be? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's so many pieces to it. And just the culture of a new area in and of itself can be yeah. very different. Mm -hmm. So what I help people with is understanding where they're feeling a bit of trepidation, like what different kinds of relationships um, the relationship they might have with their body, if they're not feeling well, or if they have pain in their body, uh, helping them to be personally accountable for what they say and how they're impacting the world around them and learning to love your triggers. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes people feel um, victimized because of how they feel when people say certain things to them. But the beautiful thing about triggers is it actually, they actually show you where you need to heal within yourself mm. because there's something very different between a trigger and seeing an injustice that you need to stand up for and change. Right. Because seeing an injustice that you need to change, you can stay in a space of neutrality and be like, that's not okay. And here are all the pragmatic things I'm going to do make to make a difference. And I can have a rational conversation with a person in front of me and be mindful and respectful while still standing in my position. Space of neutral curiosity. 
Yeah, I love that. I, yeah. I, I love that point you made of our triggers tell us where we need to heal. That is a, that's a big one for me. I like that. Is there any experiences that come to mind that you would like to share? With? Experiences that come to mind. Like uh, either maybe your own or maybe with somebody you've helped in the transition uh, area. Sure, yeah. So I, um, I've worked with some people that are really, they're hyper-driven, they're very control-oriented and I work with a lot of business owners and they just get super stuck. And I've been a business owner for 20 years. Like I understand I've owned multiple businesses and all of that. So I, I get it. And you're just like, oh, go, 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 go. But yeah. then you forget how to play. And it's so important to remember how to play, especially yeah. as an adult. Find the wonder in the world. The world is full of it. Remember the beauty of when you look in a child's eyes and see how they, they just reach for something that's new. Yeah. That we can hold that as adults too. And mm -hmm. it's so important and it's easier to balance everything in our lives and our business and our relationships if we can come to a place where we remember how to play and make time for it. So one of the examples of that was a woman who owned a business, this one business. She was really focused, very involved with the community. And she liked dancing, but she wasn't good at it. And so I'm a former dancer and I danced a lot of Latin. And so I took her to the park and I helped teach her the importance of pressure and release to be able to allow yourself to be led. Because when you're in partnership and dancing, the lead and the follow are equal, but you allow yourself to surrender and give control to the lead, not right. because you're not equal to them, but because you trust them and surrender to that beautiful aspect of dance. Mm -hmm. And so I taught her how to dance salsa in the middle of this park and taught her how to, this very controlling person, how to be able to let go and be in her body and release to play and surrender to be led. Wow, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Uh, and that's a great analogy, um, the dancing, because it's it doesn't matter who leads, it's equal. It's a matter of trust. And I, I guess, I don't know, I feel like ego plays a part in whether you're going to let someone lead or not, right? Absolutely. Yes. And I work with people a lot in teaching them how to let go of ego and expectation. Because mm. oftentimes too, as business owners, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and expectations about how and when we should meet certain deadlines. But past like paying for our bills and our employees and feeding ourselves, the rest of it is just gravy. It's not health or safety. Like we can put something off further and being able to have a better work-life balance. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for work-life balance. That's one of one of the things I I remind my clients about over and over is the work-life balance. Like, what days are you taking off? What you know? When's your vacations? What are you gonna do? Because you're not gonna work, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not vacation if you take your laptop with you and you continue working while you're at a different location. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And another thing is uh, delegation. That's another battle that I have with my clients because 
we get, I get them to the point where they need the help and then they get the help and then they keep doing what they got the help to do. And yes. it's such a, battle, such a battle when they need to stay in their lane and do what, what their job and what they're good at. Right. Yes, absolutely. And so there's something called the multiple intelligence theory, which I think is great for people, especially in that position, because multiple intelligence theory, it talks about the nine different aspects of intelligences. So for instance, you have like interpersonal and intrapersonal and kinesthetic and spatial and mathematical and musical and <laughs> like natural. There's all these different ways. So when you have people that are working for you, the way they do something might be different than how you would do it, but can still be in alignment with what it is that you're trying to get as your objective. And being able to take a step back and have that bird's eye view of what it is you're trying to create is a really beautiful thing when you can let go of that ego and expectation. Like you have somebody, you're talking to a friend or a partner and you're fighting round and round and round and round, but you actually agree on what it is that you're talking about. But since you process information differently, you're just butting heads about it. And both people are oftentimes when you're fighting, they have so much ego wrapped up in it but if they think, just breathe, and let it go, really listen to the person who's talking to them and see, okay, how is this person describing it to me? Maybe I need to try and shift and match them in how they're articulating things, even if it's not the way I normally would. Do it differently. Explain something differently. Mm -hmm. Maybe they need a visual. Maybe they need to be shown through movement. You know, there's all these different ways to work with people and just be like, I appreciate you. I know you're well-intended and mm -hmm. let's just work through this and try and come back to a place of neutral curiosity. Yeah. And get you rid know, of the people I, that are not well-intended. You don't need those people in your life. Just get rid of them. Like, you're not <laughs> in alignment with my values. Like, off you right. go. Focus on the people that <laughs> should be there. That's, right. I think that's a great topic. I would love if our, uh, we're going to do a follow-up episode, right? Are you mm -hmm. up for it? Absolutely. Anytime. Okay. I want to do a follow-up episode with you. And I think that's what we should talk about for the follow-up. I mean, we could talk about whatever, but sure. we'll, cut, we'll go over those nine that you're talking about. Sure, it's one of my favorite topics as a teacher. <laughs> something I talk about with my clients often is personality styles and how to use them. Um, you know, but I think going into depth with that is going to be a lot of value for the watchers and uh, listeners of this of these episodes. So beautiful well, thank so you. To, to wrap it up give us a little bit about you what's your plan you mentioned you want to possibly travel the country possibly go out of the country what should we expect from Elysia in the next few months in the next few months well in the next few months what I'm actually focusing on is my third annual global men's summit so I'm looking for speakers in regards to men's mental health and um, we'll have speakers representing every continent on the planet, which is really cool. So the yeah. last few summits, we had Hollywood producers, millionaires, we had veterans, we had men of color, we had men with disabilities, different sexual orientations, we had men that worked with horses, and we had it on masculinity in relationships and masculinity in business. So really looking forward to bring it together once more and just help as many people as we can. So people can find more about that in Global Resources for Men. That's a private Facebook group that I run for men around the world. And then my women's group, because I wouldn't want to leave out you ladies, is Phoenix Rising Women's Group. And I'm always having speakers in both groups to help give as many resources as I can. 
Nice. And uh, so Instagram, we said it's ask Alicia bus. Just, it's just at, just the at symbol. Oh, sorry. And then my website is globalequineaffiliates.com. And you can go there for a discovery call for coaching or a collaboration call if you want to partner for any cool workshops, retreats, or just speaking opportunities. Very cool. And I'm slightly jealous that your name is so unique. You were able to get that as your Instagram profile. <laughs> uh, I, I was pretty shocked when I put my name and there's like 50 of us. And I'm, that is kind of surprising. I wouldn't have thought that it was so common. I didn't either until I got on the internet. So anyways, <laughs> so, okay, listen, um, thank you so much for your time. This has been really enlightening, really exciting. And I truly do look forward to our follow-up episode. We're going to prepare a little better. We're going to have more um, structure because Alicia likes structure. And <laughs> I can do both structure and the flow. It's just, uh, yeah. you no, just surprised you me. That's all. <laughs> I do that. I do that to people, but you did really, I mean, this was great. I loved it, but I'm definitely looking forward to, to a deep dive. Okay. So thank you so much. You guys know where to find her and you know where to find me, coach Gabriel Ogin signing off. Bye everybody.